No actual unicorns were harmed in the making of this podcast. Hey there, today we are talking about reframing failure. Now, this is so important because almost every client of mine has this issue of a fear of failure. And I totally get it because that was my story too. So I wanna share with you today one big change we made around using the word failure. All right, so when I was growing up, I would think of the word failure like this. Imagine this big white surface, like a a big white seam was huge. And the word failure was these huge letters made of concrete, like three-dimensional letters that are just standing up on the surface. And I would be standing in front of one of those letters really small and like kind of in the shadow of one of those letters. Okay, can you picture that? So it's just like looming over me at all times, like this big shoe that could drop at any moment. And man, if that thing were to fall on me, it would just, I mean, it'd be the end of me, right? It's like so heavy, it would just crush me. So I had this constant fear of failure all the time. I would do anything I could to keep it from falling over. And what does that look like? It's like overdoing perfectionism, um, like that's some kind of antidote, right? (laughs) If you just do it perfect, then you won't fail. Or really what it was, was not taking risks, like not making the move, not going for the thing, just kind of staying still because that was safer. I mean, what would people think if I failed? right? Like, what if I didn't do it right? What if I fell down? What if I embarrassed myself? What if, what if, what if? It would mean that I was the failure. It would mean that there was something not right about me. That's how I would think of it. And when I would think I'm a failure, I would pile on shame and blame, and I'll make it mean a lot of things about myself. Like, I should just never do that again. I'm terrible at that. I might compare myself to someone else and say, well, that person can do it. I can't. They must be so much better than me. And what does all that lead to? That leads to us thinking, I am not good enough. Damn. And that's just the what if scenario, right? Like those feelings and thoughts happen before I even did anything. As humans, we want so much to avoid those thoughts and feelings so we don't even try. The thought of failing is too much. That's what we call failing ahead of time when we don't even try because the ultimate failure really is in not doing, right? It's such a swirl. And when I was growing up, failing was like the worst thing you can do. Really, the report cards, the projects, businesses, those were all no fail zones. And I could see now how that kept me stuck in a lot of ways. But as they say, when you know better, you do better. And one of the lessons I've learned in the last couple of years, especially starting my own business, is clarity comes from doing, right? And you're not sure, or you're trying something new, you have to do. But when doing comes with the risk of seeing the doer as a failure, there's not much doing going on. Do you see the the conundrum here? So a few things have to change. And one of them that helps is to know how to manage your mind through the discomfort of even trying something new. That's a whole other podcast I'll be doing about renaming the comfort zone. The second thing is to reframe what we think failure means. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit. This became like more front and center for me as I was watching my now nine-year-old a couple of years ago, like getting really tough on herself when things didn't go right. Now, I don't want her to think she has to avoid failure. We actually have to integrate it into our lives more. We have to bring failure closer because the closer it is, 
It means we're doing more. It means we're trying more things. But here's what I really want to say, okay? Because this is the most important. We no longer call it failure. We have actually stopped using that word in our house. We just call it data. It's just information. It's like an experiment. You have a hypothesis and then you conduct experiments to prove it. And some work and some don't, but you always have data to do the next one. Calling it data neutralizes it. I mean, when you say data, doesn't that feel different than failure? To me, the word failure is like a brick wall, a full stop. Data, on the other hand, is like clay. It's like, let me see what else I can make from this clay. It keeps us open to other solutions, other possibilities. It keeps you curious about what can happen if you tweak a couple of things in the next experiment. How does that data serve you? When something I'm doing doesn't go as planned or maybe it backfires, I might say, ah, well, at least I got some good data today, right? Or wow, that's some good information for next time. And I encourage my daughter to use the same kind of language. My husband and I talk about what doesn't go right for us all the time so that she can see that we're not perfect. There is no perfect. There's only trying and learning and collecting information. And the great thing about using the word data is that it depersonalizes the situation. We don't make the data mean anything about us as people. It's a small shift of a word with a huge impact. And it keeps the focus on the doing and it takes it off the doer. That is so important for moving forward no matter what you're doing. It helps you stay curious. It helps you not be stuck. So what's that thing that you've been wanting to do, but you're afraid of failing? Let's just get our hands in the clay and see what information comes out. There is no failure, only data. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And if you try this at home, I would love to see how this shift works for you. All right, drop me a line, reach out at Janine at JanineDurso.com or DM me on Instagram. All right, guys, that's what I have for you today. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey there, and we are busting through fear in my eight-week group coaching program called Make Your Dreams Real. I would love to have you in there. Go to JanineDurso.com to sign up. And if you love this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and a quick review wherever you listen. Thanks so much. See you next time.